0: Well, welcome to Paranormally Blonde Live. We're just a couple minutes late, but that's okay. We're here now. So welcome everyone. Before we get started, just a couple little uh, housekeeping notes. Um, So we did a little teaser, just a brief one. Uh, Didi and I will be doing our show kind of on a new home on the UNX network. So we're gonna start that uh, March 14th and we will be sure to get everybody the links and how to get on um, and how to find us. It is still a YouTube. You can still live chat with us. You are still a part of the show. You're a big part of the show. You're the reason the show works. So we, please come over to UNX, join us and, and keep doing what you're doing. Um, and we will get you that information. So March 14th, UNX Paranormally Blonde live seven to 8 PM on Mondays. So we're going to do a little switcheroo on you. So no longer. Yeah. Mondays, so Monday's a big Mondays. thing too. <laughs> That's right. So Monday, don't forget, Monday, 7 PM Eastern time, same time. Um, and we will be live. So, um, and then you can also, they're going to, it's going to go out on podcasts and it will be on replay and all that kind of good stuff. So, um, so there's that. So we'll get, we'll make sure everybody has got that information. So hello everybody. So it is Wednesday. We are live. And today we have super cool guests. This is so cool. So this is Maureen. And so here's the thing. So I'm a Polak. I've married an Italian. I've been married for 20 <laughs> years. And I have suddenly forgotten how to say, I don't know, any Polish last name. So I'm, <laughs> I don't want to butcher. Is it Grzynski? It's Krasinski. There we go. I practiced a little bit. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. (laughs) So you are a psychic medium. I am. But you do something really cool that a lot of people, I don't know if they know about it or if they know the technical term. So what is that all about?
1: I guess you're talking about the psychometry. psychometry. Um, so psychometry is. There are a couple different things that you can do with it. Um, You can use your eyes or your hands or your feet, I guess. Um, So you can use land, you can use items. Um, It's you're taking whatever that whatever you have and you're using those things to find out the history behind something, whether it be something someone owned or something like a battlefield where something happened. And you can actually tell a lot about those things whether it be through emotion or through um, the feel of pain or um, the way something transpired. So I I was giving Didi, Um, a little thing that happened last night. So my daughter Izzy, she gave me a little bit of practice and she said, I I gave you some hard ones. She likes to give me a little struggle sometimes. (laughs) So she gave me this hand fan and she said, "Um, I want you to see what you get from these things. And she gave me this hand fan and I was just holding it. And immediately I had chills down the right side of my body. It went down my arm, down my spine, right through my leg. And I kind of almost threw it out of my hands. Um, so that was my first initial reaction. After that, I said, I feel like I'm going to have a nosebleed. I felt a terrible headache. My stomach started to hurt. Um, Oh. I felt like I was going to throw up huh. and I felt emotional pain. I felt physical pain. So I'm telling her these things because I run them past whomever I'm doing a reading for, because it's a little different than doing any other type okay. of psychic mediumship. Okay. Um, As I'm getting these feelings, um. She's saying, "I don't, I don't know why you're getting this, but okay." And you know, her dad's in here with us as we're doing this. And I said, um, "Did you get this at a fair?" And she said, "No." I'm thinking I'm way off base at this point. She said, "Keep going," and I said, "I feel." cold. I keep getting the chills. And she's looking at him and he's just smirking. And I said, um, I don't know. I just keep feeling like I'm getting a nosebleed and I'm in terrible pain and my stomach is really bothering me. And she said, do you want to know what it is? And I said, no, let me go. <laughs> I, d- I never like to give up. I'm very stubborn. So finally I said, okay, just let t- tell me. And she said, we got this at a fort in New York that never saw battle. And he said, no, no, no. There was a battle there. It was part of the Revolutionary War. Oh. So immediately, I said, Okay, so this makes total sense then. So if it was cold in New York, that's where the chill came from. And the stomach thing was from dysentery. And the nosebleed feeling with the head was probably a bullet at some point. And she left the room. And I turned and I looked and I said, Todd, our house is facing this way. So if the highway goes this direction, New York would be there. And that's why the chill was down the right side. And he said, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And she came back in the room and I told her that and she said new york is that direction <laughs> and yeah. i said yeah it is so i said and if it's not a fair it was a it was a gift shop so that was kind of you know kids go in and they pick sure. things up and they like to buy things so that's kind of along the same lines but i mean i was off definitely and i always tell people if you have a psychic medium who tells you they're accurate 100% of the time they're full of shit <laughs> I'll I like be totally you. In love
0: with you. I like you, Maureen. That's a good. That's a perfect and way. Of I'll be it. honest
1: with anybody all the time because I think that that makes that makes me stay honest. Right. Because I want to make sure people when they come to me for readings, they're going to get closure. Mm-hmm. They're going to um, feel better after they leave. If it's something medical. I'll never tell them I'm going to heal them and they're going to be a hundred percent. Or I'll, I'll, you know, when you come in here, you're going to leave with a diagnosis. I'm not a doctor. I'm not medical personnel. I'm not going to save your life, but I will do everything I possibly can to try to be a, a shaman or a Reiki master or, you know, whatever you come to me for, I will do whatever I can to try my best to help you feel your best And that's what I'm here for. Or be a spiritual counselor or whatever it takes. If you lose a loved one, I will do everything possible to try to connect with that person. And it's amazing how many times people have come through that have the strangest names or they have the oddest way of coming through and they leave crying hysterically, not in a bad way, but they connected with the person that they they had to connect with and everything happens for a reason and I truly believe that and this happened to me as a person for a specific reason.
0: So that's kind of like the little a little witchy. It's because you you're like into a little witchy. (laughs) A little witchy. Yeah you 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 said breaky mastery like you so you you kind of dabble in just the connection in general. Okay
1: i I make a point to study as much as possible, and I um, I try to get into whatever possible. Um, I've I'm educating myself every single day to try to get into more divination methods, using charms, using, Pendulums using whatever I possibly can to see what works the best, to you know, study with the best people. Um, If something works a little bit with one person and a little bit with another person, I take those two and I combine them together to see what fits the best for me because it doesn't always work the best with everyone. I mean, it's each person is designed in a different perfect way imperfectly. So um, one pendulum might not work for me, but another might. And sometimes my pendulums don't answer me, but my divination rods do. Mm -hmm. I may not be good at scrying through a mirror, but I might through water in a pot, you know, and
0: each day might be different also. Right. Well, and I think that's a really... I think that's very important because I, I love how you said, like, you can't be a hundred percent accurate. I never, I a hundred percent believe that um, because right, like you said, we're all very different. And so, you know, what works for Dee with you might not be what works for me, but I, I think the fact that you're open to connect with that person personally, like you seem to make it fit that, specific person, which is, I think you don't get a lot with somebody else, right? You sit down with a psychic medium, not a slam to anybody, right? But it's, they do what they do. And it sounds like you kind of fit the person that's coming to see you. Um, Deehood is asking, where are you located?
1: I'm actually located halfway between Wilkes-Barre and Scranton, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, But I don't, um, I haven't started taking clients into my home yet. And I don't have a brick and mortar shop, which I would like to eventually do, but I do readings at other people's homes. I meet people in a Starbucks or wherever they're located. Um, I've done, I've done weddings. I've done birthday parties. I've done. Oh,
0: weddings would party. be so cool. I love oh, that. I, a wedding. I did a
1: huge wedding. Um, the very first thing I ever did, um, one of my closest friends, Mia, she had me uh, do our friend's bridal shower, Rachel. Um, it was the most fun I've ever had. The line was wrapped around the room, and no one ate until they got red. Oh, <laughs> which... I was so flattered and very humbled by this. And um i was so excited that i was able to do this for them because they are very good friends of mine and um that really took off the business um and i would also officiate weddings and then sometimes they ask me to stay and do readings afterwards um i just recently did a wedding who, for someone who became all of my clients become my friends they're like family to me so um recently i did a wedding for um These people, Sierra and Ryan, and they became very good friends also. And they've asked me to do a blessing for their baby. So that's going to be really amazing to do. Um, But these people, you know, they rely on you to do these huge pieces of their life. And it's an honor and it's a privilege and a pleasure to, you know, have them be announced as husband and wife, Mm -hmm. or to bring their baby into this amazing planet. And it's emotional. It's
0: Well, it sounds like because you are so personal with your readings, they're so personal to the person, I can understand why somebody then makes that jump to wanting to be your friend, because it's not... It's something you truly feel called to do. Not that other ones don't, but you, you do fit it to them. So it's not just a quick like, yep, yeah, for 120 bucks, you can come in for an hour and I'll read you next. Right. You're you're making those connections so I can totally um, go Biker's asking how long you've been doing this. And I actually was going to say, like, so you don't you're you're going to these places to meet people. So how long have you been in the business?
1: Um, it's interesting because and that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, I've had abilities since I was really young and it, I didn't know it was an ability, which was really odd. Um, I was kind of electrocuted as a kid and that's in my bio. I think, um, my parents, they didn't like me asking questions. My mother used to call me this was my nickname was curiouser and curiouser <laughs> and she hated the fact that i would ask questions all the time and i would sit at dinner and i would ask questions about why the bible says this mm-hmm. when it's so fake <laughs> yeah. but um and i don't have anything against religions at all i think that everyone should I am very open-minded and I think outside the box with everything, but I'm a questioner by nature. Um, And I think that for me personally, I don't have a specific religion. I take pieces as usual of everything and I put it all together. Um, But this incident happened and I remember plugging, I had this goldfish nightlight and it was clear gold and it had sparkles inside of it, to remember something that detailed being three or four is Mm -hmm. really strange. And I think this might've been my very first memory. I was plugging it in and I had my thumb on one of the prongs and I plugged it in and I don't, there was no pain. Mm -hmm. There was someone with their hand on my shoulder and he was very tall. All the neighbors were on the porch with my parents. And I just remember not hearing, but hearing you're fine with this calm, relaxed voice. You're fine, everything's going to be okay. And I remember, oh my God, what are you doing to yourself? When they saw the burn <laughs> on my And I said, mommy, it's okay. Everything is going to be okay. And I had this huge vocabulary as a kid and I was into everything. My mother used to say, home devil street angel. And boy was I I was into everything. I mean, I was always in trouble. I was I was grounded at the age of like four. You know? <laughs> I was always in trouble. Um, I had more babysitters because she couldn't control me than anyone on the planet, I think. Um, but this I had these abilities and if you could picture the movie Firestarter, Mm -hmm. that's how I felt I felt like when I got enraged I could be like with the fire and I could picture it burning in my soul I'd go under traffic lights and they would go out every street light would go out as we traveled underneath them and people did not want to be around me when I was angry it just the energy was just fierce so as I got older um I noticed that things would happen to people when they were when they did something to me. So I called it my karma bouncer. Um, But I got very sick in 2016 and all these weird things were happening and I, I couldn't work. So I would go downstairs into my kitchen and I would go to get a drink and a snack and I would open my pantry and this blaring music would come out of it marching band one day. And I was like, I'm not that hungry. I don't need a sec. You know, I close yeah. the doors, but I knew when I was young, I had these seven things that would stand around my bed with cloaks, but I never had a negative, a negative feeling. Um, it was always a very protective feeling. <sighs> Amazing Marie. Right. <laughs> um, And then like another day I'd go downstairs and I'd open the pantry and it would be swing band music and Mm I'm like this is the best jukebox ever (laughs) I'm just gonna keep this pantry for the rest of my life but then um I went to Mexico and I was really really sick and I was having these weird symptoms and being in the salt water and like playing around in the water I remember coming home and I was thirsty I was really thirsty all the time I started to walk up my stairs and when I turned the corner, I could see something moving out of the corner of my eye and I kind of like looked and I could see something moving. You know, when it's, I think boys do this a lot when they have their leg crossed over their leg, they move their foot Mm -hmm. a lot. Here's this kid with the white t-shirt and my son wasn't home, white t-shirt, red basketball shorts. And high top sneakers, no head. Oh. And I'm like, okay, that's a kid, no head. And hearing in my head, he's asking for my son. Mm. Oh. So, I mean, I saw I've always seen things. Mm-hmm. This was like full body, just like I'm seeing you guys. Um, but I had seen full body apparitions my whole life. I went to my mom and my mom thought a fun day was going to, you know, old plantations and stuff. And I was never into history. I mean, I was into history, but not like, let's go to the lighthouse or let's Mm. go wherever that was like, I want to land on the beach, but this was shocking. You see somebody with no head. That's especially a kid. And I couldn't figure out why he was there.
0: Mm.
1: So I'm trying to put things together and I went back upstairs and I sat on my bed. It's shocking. It's not scary to me because I've done this my whole life and I'm looking at my phone and i opened Facebook and my memories popped up and my son's graduation picture was there. Oh, it was the day of his graduation, oh like goodness. a couple years later. So when he came home, I'd get the usual What's up, brah? You know, (laughs) hey, dude, what's up? You know, and I said, I think someone was here to visit you. Oh, and we put it together that it was just a hey, yeah, remember, graduate, you know, it was graduation, and he had told me that there were two kids, and there was a streak of suicide, Mm. and one kid. Did something that you know you can never come back from and another kid went through a windshield mm. and we put it together together and we figured out who it was and he it was just heartbreaking like he figured out who it was and I said he just came to give you a message yeah and he wanted you to know he was thinking of you and he may not have been your best friend, but you must have meant something really special to him. So, huh?
0: So it's something you've you've dealt with since yeah. you were, were really young, and so as you start to get these stronger messages, perhaps, or or it's becoming something where I don't know. As I, I as I got,
1: I hate to say sicker, but and I I didn't have as many of like the crazy symptoms, but I got sicker over time. So I wasn't able to work a regular nine to five job. Okay. And I'm not somebody who just sits and does nothing. So I needed to find something that I was able to do on my own terms yeah. in a different way. And I was like, you know what? I know what it feels like to lose people. I lost my mom in 2014. I got sick in 2016. I couldn't work anymore. And I thought, you know what? I need to be able to counsel other people because I know what it's like to lose someone. I know what, how the hurt is.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I know what it's like to watch someone that you love so much leave you traumatically. And if I can help just a little and help them to get past that. So I started up doing this kind of on a not businessy way. So I guess I started it in like 2016 ish and I started to get the ball rolling by taking Reiki because it would help me physically and it would help other people physically when I did it. And then I took a psychic development class and whoo, that blew my mind because they just throw you right into it. Here, I'll pick the letter from the Scrabble bag and whoever you're with, and my friend Kia and I, I didn't know her at the time, we picked the same letter and we were sitting next to each other and she said, come on, let's go. It was almost like preschool, come on, yeah. you know, pick <laughs> a toy. And she said, you read me first. And I said, I thought I was coming here to get a reading. Right. And to learn about how to do this. And she said, this is how you learn, honey. And before that, they did a meditation. And I was a terrible meditator because I would close my eyes and be like, I smell pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Damn dogs. Um, And this meditation was the best meditation ever. And this woman, Lisa, was the best bomb. She brought every sense into it. And I think it was because of where she took us. You walk out your door, you walk into a garden, you go onto the beach. And I was like, oh yeah, baby, bring me, you know, like I just Mexico, you taste the salt on your lips. You feel the sun on your skin. You hear the waves. And I was there And she said, and now you're going to see a table set for two people. And there's going to be one of those two-tier cake trays Uh with pedophores and sandwiches. And there's gonna be, you know, champagne glasses. And you sit and you're going to wait for that person to walk out the door. And all of a sudden she stopped talking. And I hear click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. And I'm thinking, who the hell's going to walk out this door? And there was my mom. And she had this dress on that I've never seen before. And I was like, damn girls, you look good. Like, and you're in heels. You had bunion surgery. Like you always wanted to wear heels again. And she came out and she sat across from me. And we didn't talk about her sickness. We didn't talk about her death. We didn't talk about, Pain, suffering, nothing like that. It was just, so how are you doing? You're good. I like your, like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like just a girl's day. And then all of a sudden, I, I don't think this happened for anybody else. Every single person that I knew that passed away walked up behind her and stood around her. And she said, okay. I'm going to go now, but you talk to them. They apologized to me. They asked me questions about what's going on now. Someone thanked me for naming my son after him. Another one said, you know, when I come to you in in your dreams, I'm actually there and you're talking to me. It was almost like, whew, this is like every question I've ever had. And then they, they would like give me my answer or they would apologize and they'd turn around and they'd walk back in these doors. And by the time that this was up, everyone was gone and I was sitting there. And then she'd said, go back and walk through your door and come back and we're going to sit here. And all of a sudden I didn't even know this. I felt someone hand me a tissue and I felt hot, just running down my face. And then I, I was doing that ugly credit (laughs) with snot. (laughs) And I thought, oh my God, did I wear the waterproof today? Cause like, it's just bad. And I like, and I didn't hear anyone else doing that around me. We were in a, this is the first time I've ever showed up to this place. Everyone else knew each other because they went every week. And when I opened my eyes, no one else was like that.
0: Mm.
1: And I heard, do you want to take a second? And I was like, (laughs) I need like hours after this. So then when we did the reading and I was sitting with Kia, she said, you need to go first. And I said, I can't do I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to read. I don't know. She said, close your eyes, take a deep breath and just focus on. And I said, I don't know what to focus on. She said, just start with making the outline of a person. Is it male, female? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I just started giving her names and she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And I read her and I I didn't want to get cocky because it's not ego driven. It's Mm -hmm. just amazing that you can tell someone about things that they need to know. And when I left there, I was like, I'm so excited. I can't (laughs) wait to talk to somebody else like came home and I couldn't shut up and I knew I needed sleep because I felt so tired. And then the, the next day my son came in and he sat on the bed with me and I said, you need to learn this because I know with beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're way stronger than I've ever been. And you can do this without me even teaching you. And I didn't even have to have him meditate. I said, I need you to close your eyes and picture someone in front of you and tell me. And he does it in such a different way than I do. He closed his eyes and he said, there's a man around your age and there's a chalkboard and he's drawing pictures without drawing. He's making it just appear. And I said, do you know him? And he said, I think I have met him before. He never knew He never knew this person. Like, he knew him, but he hasn't seen him since he's little. And he said, he drives a Jeep. And I'm like, did he tell you that? And he goes, no. He's in khaki cargo shorts and a white V-neck T-shirt. As soon as he said that, I knew who he was talking about. He said he has like a sketchy haircut and he's tan and he's telling me to tell you this. And he said, he's drawing a picture on the board. And before he even told me, I started crying because I knew knew what he was going to tell me. He said, he told me to tell you white tiger. And I burst into tears. And I said, you're, how do you know that? And he said, because he told me, mom, he told me. And that's my spirit animal. I've always loved white tigers my whole life. But the weird thing is we were at another thing a couple weeks before. And the girl I was with said, I was screaming to you in my head. What did I tell you? And I said, I was yelling to you too. What did I tell you? And she said, I don't know. And I said, you said to me, white tiger. So I was like, mind blown. And I'm sitting there crying when my son told me this. And he said, Mom, why are you crying? Are you okay? And I said, Yeah, Chris, but you do know him. And he said, he told me. He told me I was at a party with him. And he helped me let the ferret out. We were at a drinking party, and he was with me. And these two men that I was really good friends with helped him open the cage with the ferret. (laughs) And the ferret got out and got inside the couch. This was my really good friend, Pete. And he died of leukemia when he was like 27. And he's his guide. And my son said, I don't ever want to do this again. It scares me. And I said... Chris, it scares you, but you're so good at it. And it would help so many people. And he said, I don't ever want to do this again because of what I see at night.
2: Yeah. There's a side effect. Demons.
1: He sees demons
2: too.
1: Huh. But it's just so amazing. It's really, really amazing.
2: Um, A a friend of the show, uh, Sam's pretty paranormal. She has a question for you. She says um, she has dreams of random people that she's never met, and something is usually happening to them, and it's like I'm helping. Is that possibly spirits or actually people?
1: They say when you see people you would never met before that they're actually spirits. Okay, so You're correct, Sam. Hi, Sam. Um, so if you're seeing them, a lot of people are afraid of that, which I don't understand why, but I kind of have this thing where I think that you're maybe helping to guide them or you have abilities because I do believe in lucid dreaming as being an ability
0: mm-hmm.
1: um kind of like anything else deja vu claircognizance cognizance clairvoyance hi Brett um any, any other abilities that are out there, everyone has an ability. I truly believe that. It's just what you do with it. Some people say that it's not an ability, they ignore it, they don't. If, mm-hmm. I think you really do have to. Some people have stronger abilities than others. Some people um, have to work at it It's if you develop it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really do believe that.
0: Um, I think this is a great question from Tiege. Um, She's asking, is what's going on in the world right now, does that affect you? Like, do you pick up on all the the strife and the stress and the tension that's going on around the world? I think
1: any empath would, it's kind of like, um, no matter where you are, any empath, and by empath, I don't know if everyone knows what an empath is, so I'll kind of talk about that a little bit. An empath is anyone who feels emotion, and I think anyone who is not a narcissist is an empath in some way. Um, so if you can feel the pain of someone else, or if you if you walk into a room and there was a huge argument and there it was explosive, and you feel that you're an empath, if you can feel someone else's sadness or their pain, and you can feel that sadness. It's just, you're an empath. It's not just that you feel for them, you feel them. Mm -hmm. That's an empath. Um, I don't just feel that, like I can be driving through a battlefield and I feel how people died, I feel, their rage, their anger, their sadness, brother against brother, whatever. Um, but an empath is someone who feels every emotion of whatever's around them. So if you're walking through a fair and there's a breakup happening, or there's happiness and somebody just won something, or a little kid is, you know, being a brat and they want a lollipop, you get all of that emotion and you're like rolling around in a puddle like a puppy, and you take all of that home with you. You need to like cleanse that off of you. Some people don't know how to get rid of it and hold on to it, and they probably should be taking, you know, a salt bath or something. Um, I learned probably too late that you can even put up like big thick steel walls around you if you just picture it. that's a really good thing to do, especially if you're going to places like battlefields or, you know, some, something like that.
2: There's a question from Brett. What are your suggestions for coping with being an empath?
1: Oh, Brett, you should know this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Steel walls are great. Um, Picture thick walls going up around you. I even put one up over my head a lot of times. Um, Salt baths are great. Um, Saging, sweetgrass, Palo Santo. Oh yeah, it, it, it is like having an energy vampire if you're not blocked. Um energy vampires are the worst. And it's it's really funny because um I if I'm walking in big crowds, I start to feel like I just can't function. So I have to like go in with like double, it's like being an exorcist, you know, you go in with your, um, your sage Palo Santo, your holy
0: water. And it's bad sometimes. It's really (laughs) bad. Uh, so you, so you really, I mean, you kind of have the whole bucket of the psychic medium world. I mean, I feel like we've talked to a few, but I feel like you're really, Touching on a lot of different areas of it, um, and and you can see, obviously, the the emotion and and how it touches you, and that you're you're open to sharing that you know that you'll emote openly, which is amazing. And you have your friend Daisy here, who is singing your praises. She just hey, loves Daisy. your work, and and she's her. she's out there advocating for you right now. Um, so I know Dee Dee said that you also touch on past lives. Yeah, so I'm how did you, past lives, past lives? Yeah, so, how, so, so you know, we you you kind of started this as a child. There were things that you just always knew were around you. And then as you got older and you got sick, you started to discover more and more of what was around you. But then how do you just do you just go, okay, so I'm learning all these different things. Let's just give past lives a shot. I mean well that
1: was crazy. That just came out of nowhere. Um so I was walking down the street, <laughs> literally <laughs> And, um, I was kind of like holding, I I had some place to go and I was holding papers and I was in Scranton. And if, if you guys don't know what Scranton is, if you've ever watched the office, that's where it's at. So it really like Scranton does exist. So I'm walking in Scranton and because of what's wrong with me, I have a terrible clumsy habit. I trip over everything. And it was summertime. It was warm. I had like, I don't know if it was like a tank top and a t-shirt and cut off shorts. And I had these fantastic Calvin Klein flip flops on with like the leopard print. And I wore them all the time. And the reason why I say leopard print is because I was staring at the leopard print as I was walking, because I was trying not to trip. So I, and you know, leopard print everything. (laughs) So, um, that's my only thing I wear besides black. I'm walking down the sidewalk, watching I don't trip over their crappy sidewalks. All of a sudden I'm looking down and I hear and wagons and I see cobblestone and I'm not wearing the leopard print flip-flops anymore. I'm wearing boots with princess heels and they're laced up and I have a hoop skirt on that's white with like light blue trim. And I literally went, and I think I almost fell off the curb because it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Sorry for my language, but this is who
0: I am. You're good, you're good.
1: And the the horses, like there is cars zooming because people don't drive normal around here. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I, when I scared the crap out of myself, I looked back up and the weird part was I smelled roasting chestnuts. Mm. It wasn't Christmas. It was summer. There was like a smoggy, weird feeling to the air. And I'll be honest, it's not the best for pollution, but it was weird. And Mm. then when I scared myself, everything was normal again. So I'm like, okay. So I get, thank you, Brett. (laughs) Thanks. So um, I'll do that again for you later. So then um, I'm thinking, okay, I I like had one of my weird brain things and I can go into Walmart. I I call it the Walmart like time-lapse because I could go in and have three things in my cart and I'm gone six hours and everybody's like, where the hell are you? (laughs) And it's 15 minutes that I think has passed. So I'm thinking something like that happened. Um, Ooh, that's a good question. So um, I get home and I'm like, now I'm exhausted because this has totally thrown me for a loop. I'm walking up my stairs, which they're hardwood, but lighter. And I'm, I'm literally walking up the stairs watching my feet because now I'm thinking I am going to fall. Everything changes again. The steps are thinner. They curve. They don't curve. They're darker. There's my boots again. There's my hoop skirt. Now I'm like, oh, my God. I'm losing my mind. I'm crawling up the stairs. I need to go to bed. I'm so done. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, I didn't lose my mind. This was a past life regression. Mm -hmm. But every day, I talk to Archangel Michael. I ask him to protect me, the people in my life, and to cut cords of people who I don't want around me. Then I speak to Gabriel, Raziel, Merlin. I ask them to help me with my readings and to help people get closure and whatever. And then I ask my ascended masters, whomever's around me to help me with further gifts. Because if I feel like I've moved enough and if they feel like I've moved enough to help me with my next gifts that I need, because I'm ready and I feel like it's time and I'm not scared. I, I would like to move on with my next gifts. So I'm thinking, well, damn, that was fast because this is something new. So then I thought, okay, now I really think I want to find more out about this. I do a past life regression. They say, don't do it, but I'm like stubborn, <laughs> curiouser curiouser. So I do one online. I close my eyes and I'm like, I know I hate meditating, but this is going to work. I put everything I have into it. I pick, it says, go down the tunnel, pick a little crack, go into that. And I'm like, how do I know this is the right crack? Because I'm going to do this. All of a sudden I hear, pay attention, Brett. (laughs) I see myself get out of this carriage and it's not me looking at myself. It's me in the body with the dress. And this guy's telling you to, like, look around. What do you see that's different? It's brick buildings, the smog, the dress. Are there mirrors around you or windows you can look into? I look in the storefront window, and there I am. And I went, holy shit, I'm thinner. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) this is the best thing
1: ever. What do you look like? I had this face that was heart-shaped and this little pointy chin and these gorgeous lips. My hair was piled on top of my head and it was brown with these curls. And I had this little hat and I was holding a purse with gloves, white gloves. And it was this beautiful white dress with the blue. And I just got out of this wicked carriage and this guy helped me get out and he held my hand and I was like, damn it, I'm rich. This is great. Like, (laughs) I'm this is awesome. But the weird thing was, people of all kinds were coming up to me, kissing me on the cheek. I was holding their hand. They were rich, poor, of all character. And that's who I am now. Like, and it was saying to me, What do you notice about yourself? Are you similar, different? Are you dressed the same? No. Sweatpants and hoodies for me. Like, this is not who I would be. But I was good with that. And I didn't feel uncomfortable. People were calling me ma'am, shaking my hand like a dainty shake. That's not who I am. And the man told me he would come back and pick me up after my shopping. There were mercantiles. It was London. Absolutely London. Very very Mm. British accents, smoggy, muddy, gross. There were like cobblestones here and there. Everyone knew who I was. And I'm like, this is interesting. So I finished my shopping. He came back and picked me up. Where do you live? It took me to this huge place with this like windy driveway. And it said Brandywine Estates. And I'm like, not bad, I live in a townhouse now. I go in and I hear, hello love. So I have a husband or somebody, two little kids run up to me, one's really little, it's a boy, one's a girl. And I have help because they come out to talk to me. And I didn't treat them like help. I treated Mm. them like family. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. I don't treat anybody like help. This woman said to me, ma'am, are you going to the orphanage? And I was like, oh, my God, this is strange. So it asked, do you have any similarities with your job? I didn't have a job. I volunteered at the orphanage. It was for sick children whose parents dumped them. They were little, babies, young children, and they had some kind of disease. And I went to volunteer there. My husband was called Captain. His family owned Mercantiles, so that's why everyone knew who I was. My name was Emmeline James before I got married. And to be honest with you, I think my name was, his name was Richard. When I got married, I saw my wedding because it was like a quick thing because it asked, did you get married? And it showed me, but it was like this beautiful thing where I wore flowers in a crown, very flowy white dress. I saw the hospital. I saw the kids being sick and it wasn't like, ill. it was. They all came running and that's how it is now. I mean, I've done volunteer work. I've gone to help people when I had a million things to do. I, that's that's just who I am. I am a helper. Um, his name was Captain Rich, and he was in the military, Captain Richard Thornton and I, I told Dee I think that I looked it up and I found myself online oh. and him. So it's, I mean, when people say, I don't
0: believe this, it's bullshit. It's not. So now do you get very detailed with somebody else's past life? Like if somebody came to you, do you have that same ability or. When I do past life regressions. Yes. Because I'll
1: ask the same questions. Okay. Like. What did you look like? How Mm -hmm. old are you? Mm -hmm. Um, What did you do for a living? And then 10 years later, where are you? What are you doing? Now, fast forward to the day of your death. Okay. Who are you with? How did, you know, are you sick? Did Mm -hmm. you get shot? Did you, you know, were you in the military? What, um, who was with you when you passed away? Do you have any regrets? Those types of things. Mm -hmm. But it's weird because sometimes when I'm doing a reading, I'll just look at somebody and go, Oh my God, Mm -hmm. this is really weird because this doesn't normally like, this is infrequent that it'll happen. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, we knew each other. Right. Or I see you living in Poland and you had a very tough life and you were living off of just vegetables and you were starving or, you know, you have, You have problems in this lifetime because of a past life. And that's something that you need to fix. So let's fix it. Right. Or you're you're hoarding food now or you don't eat right now because you had a problem with food in the past. Right. You know, something like that.
0: So I kind of I'm going to loop something you just said right back to Rob said, uh, great topics, do people from past lives reconnect often? Do they even know? So when you just said like, if they're going through a past life, you'd be like, oh my God, we knew each other. To answer his question, do you feel like we all have those people that we run into that we've probably run into life after life after life?
1: Yeah, um, I I've been in company with people and I'm like this. Yeah you look so familiar. I feel like I've known you my, my whole mm-hmm. existence, mm-hmm. you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's really odd because they'll go, you look familiar too. Mm-hmm. We probably just saw each other in a bar, you know, like something like that. But um, it's come to my understanding that say all of us were everybody that I, how many people are viewing right now? Um. Well, 20 that I see. Okay, so say all of us were someplace. Mm-hmm. It could be the case that we were all in a concert. Mm-hmm. We could have been in a col- in the Coliseum watching Gladiators.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We were all together somewhere else, which I think is the most amazing thing ever. Like that's mind-blowing to me. And I don't think... I maybe I shouldn't bring this up, but um, I don't think that death takes us to heaven. I think there's just another dimension. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it makes it really easy to hop out of a meat suit and into another meat suit. You know, it's like it's so easy to see. Maybe, well, maybe it's for me, but how? I mean, there are millions and billions and trillions of people who have seen spirits. Wouldn't it be easier for them to jump?
0: I mean, it's as good of a theory as any of the theories out there,
1: right? I mean, it's just like a dimension to a dimension hop. uh, Mm
0: -hmm. um, You have to go back
2: and go through a couple of questions. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, there's a a couple here that I think I'm going to jump back through some of the questions um, just so they can get answered. So, Brett. Says, what do you think about multiple timelines in comparison to past lives?
1: I think, I think they're both possible. Um, I think, here's, here's the thing. I think that I was living two lives at the same time, because here's the thing, whatever historical event that you are so like crazy for, and you're so obsessed with that would have been one of your past lives. Hmm. And I'm like that with two things in the same time period. I do think that because of the fact that you can be, I, I, I totally believe in like being in two dimensions at the same time. And time's linear, so why can't you be in two time frames at the same time?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if that's the case, then why not past
2: lives as well? Sure. Mm-hmm. That, I mean that's interesting because I'm obsessed with Egypt, and I I run Me into too. some people <laughs> who are as well, but not everybody is. But there's just some of us that really are, and I don't have a you know, it's just interesting. Okay. So um, here's another question for you. Have you ever done a past life regression when the person could not see the past?
0: No. Huh. Oh, then I might be a challenge for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have tried to do this on several different occasions. And I actually kind of oddly that you're... Like that we're talking about this, but my youngest actually just asked me today, like, when you close your eyes, you know, and somebody says, like, picture somebody, she's like, like, close your eyes now. Look, you know, picture me. Do you see me? And it's like, I don't, I do not see anything that looks like a photograph. So I just know. It's just, I just know. I, it's not that I see you. I just know, right? So when you go into those meditations, which I've tried some of those ones that you, you, you said you did. You know, you go on YouTube. You can they take you in, and the second they tell me to look at my feet. Not a freaking clue, nothing. maybe
1: that's just not the because I've never done one where you look at your feet. yeah. Um,
0: are you just not a visual person? I thought I was a super visual person, yeah. but you know, even when I do my my Reiki meditation, I, you know, and they ask you to trace your body in white light, I can't even picture my body to trace in right light. So I just cool. know that it's there. I, that's all I can do. So I, mm-hmm. I always find past lives to be very interesting because I you know, I have a friend that, had done it alongside me and she had just the most amazing descriptions. And I'm like, (laughs) I got nothing. Do you have have like a chakra issue though? Do you have a chakra that's blocked? Um, I shouldn't, but I could, I mean, you know, I do practice Reiki on a regular, so I'm not, I'm, you know, I feel like I, Take note, but it's just always the meditation part for me has always been tough, even in Buddhist meditations. It's always been a little bit harder for me, but the visualization that is the most important part of past lives, right? Like, that's maybe you kind of need not that. Really
1: medit- like You really have to be down, yeah, to do it. So maybe, maybe I'll help you with it. We'll
0: have to discuss. I just, yeah, that'd be a challenge. Right? I know what happens. I love
2: right. it. <laughs> challenge <laughs> on it says. I think we kind of you already answered this, but how do you know you had a past life? But if you have, if you don't remember it, but could it be because you're obsessed with another time period, like you said? What mm-hmm. what are like clues that you've had a past life? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. definitely a major part of it
1: because any like I've always been obsessed with gypsies and Romania, and you know every Halloween when I was young, I'm like I want to be a gypsy, and then I'd end up. Being forced to be a nun, <laughs> um, which I'm not at all. And I wound up doing a past life regression and I wound up being a gypsy from Romania and not like the tarot card dealing one. Um, I was, I stole a Stradivarius violin, which is extremely expensive and I self taught myself to play the Stradivarius and I was known as like the traveling violinist, which is really weird because in your previous lives, you have the same characteristics that you do in your current life. And you even look similar and like there might be slight variations But you look similar You have the same characteristics You have the same ethics and morals um, You're just basically Coming back to fix some things That you did Wrong So I self taught Myself to play the piano Okay. In this lifetime Which I thought Was hysterical because I thought Oh my god I'm a Romanian gypsy I'm going to do tarot card reading <laughs> Here I am,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. (laughs) I want to
0: sell it. You know, I could pay my car off or something. So, like, a could an extreme fear, like, say, you know, spiders. That's me too. Yeah, like something I cannot function.
2: So, like, and I always say, like. Don't joke about spiders. That's yeah. It's not so funny. What is that? What could have happened? I, <laughs> I always say that I used to be a fly in a past life, and that's why I'm afraid of
0: spiders.
1: Good one. I
2: am <laughs> terrified
1: of spiders to the point where I went to Lollapalooza when I was like 20. And no, like 18, 19, something like that. I looked, I had mud cover I was in the pit for like all day. I had mud all over me. I took a shower. I was falling asleep. I looked up and there was like a spider this this big on the ceiling and i went oh took the whole shower curtain with me fell out of the shower my father flew out of bed and he goes what happened he thought there was like a serial killer and i go spider! and he goes oh for christ's sakes maureen and he went back to bed. i think he wanted to like literally choke me with the shower curtain but there I was, splayed on the floor with the curtain wrapped around me, blood everywhere. And there was like this itty bitty spider on the ceiling. Still to the this spider's day. Spider's like, I oh my God. Yeah, like, I, I freeze. I want to vomit when I see them. But here, the funny thing is, it turned out that that's another one of my spirit animals. And they they equal creativity. And when I found that out, they don't bother me as much.
0: Yeah, no, they still bug me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: another one for you. Uh, Do you plan on doing the Oktoberfest again in Midtown or any other events and how much are the readings?
1: Um, I was actually the day that we closed up at Boozy Bees we were, I was asked to come back. So absolutely if I'm asked I will be there. I would love to do it. I had a blast. Everyone was amazing. My customers were fantastic. Um, I was trying to get to the event that is going to be in in Gettysburg. Um, I was told that all spots were filled. I wanted to be a speaker. Um, So I was a little bit disappointed in that. However, I will be going. And as far as the readings go, my half hour readings are $50 and my hour readings are $90, slight discount. And they can be done on Zoom, on the phone, in person, um, Skype. However, it's comfortable how, how far out are
0: you booked? Like if I have my sisters coming in a couple of weeks if we want to do a zoom with you.
1: It it depends on um the day. Okay. I mean, it's luckily for me I I work out of my home and I mean, I have some weddings booked, I have some ba- baptisms booked, <laughs> I have I have some doctor's appointments and and things like that and I have vacation coming up, but um I could work around everybody's schedule, which is nice. I, like, I've like. i had some people say, can you come at 2 o'clock in the morning? And I'm like, I don't sleep, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There
2: you go. <laughs> Very easy to work with. And then I think this might be our last question. I'll have to go back to the beginning. But um, it says, if you are an empath and you deal with the public for your job, how do you get away when you can't?
1: Run fast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I don't actually. Um, I've had some very uncomfortable situations happen. I was doing a Halloween party actually twice. The first time, um, what I had a guy continuously try, he was a skeptic, a huge skeptic, and he was in my face and he was almost like jumping over the table at me, asking me, What, um, you know, tell me about this, tell me about that, probably like, just questioning me. And then finally, he said, what happened to me when I was little? And I finally said, I'm not going to answer that question. And he said, tell me what happened to me when I was little. And I said, I told you, I'm not going to answer that particular question because the answer was not a good one.
0: Mm.
1: And I said, if you if you would like to have a reading another time I'll, you know, I'll give you another reading, but I think you need to leave. And he was a little inebriated. And I said, I need to move along. There are a lot of people here. And he said, because you don't know. And he went to flip my table over and I said, I need you to get out now or there's going to be a problem. And he said, what are you going to do about it? And I said, I'm going to tell you what happened when you were little. (laughs) And then finally, he flipped the table over. And I said, I'm going to tell you right now what happened when you were little. And I told him, and I said, You want to know something else? And I just kept rambling in his face. And I said, This is what happens when you piss off a witch.
0: Oh, remember that, folks.
2: (laughs) I can't imagine being at an event and someone flips your table over. It's like, Get a hold of yourself, people. (laughs) Well, first you're in my
1: personal space. Now you're messing with my equipment and my. Personal items, something given to me as gifts. I mean, yeah. and then he said he calmed down too much, and he said, "What was my first job with my mother?" And I told him, and he said, "How do you know that?" And I said, "Because I'm a psychic." He flew down the stairs, and then he was waiting for me when I packed up and I left. And then he kept asking me questions. He followed me to my truck, and I said, "If you don't get away from me, I will run you over." we don't drive brooms. And then I flung my door open. I got in the car and he was like running after my truck. He wanted more answers. And I had another party I did where the guy was just being a jerk. And finally I said, are you dying? And he said, yes. And I said, why would you not tell your family this? Like, why would you not tell your friends? And he said, because I'm just a monster. Oh. And I said, you know what? You have three seconds to get out of here. And he said, well, what are you going to do about it? And I said, you just made a witch cry. Is that what makes you happy? And he said, kind of. And I said, well, you didn't make me very happy and you're not going to make my husband happy. I, I suggest you exit the room before I make you exit the room. And I got up and I opened the door and I waited for him to leave. And then I pushed. Like,
0: goodness
2: gracious! Well, this is why you don't have people coming to your house. Then see. That's right. Yeah,
0: don't no, have them come to your house. No, <laughs> I never well, recommend that. I don't mind
2: that. My my husband, um,
1: what he does for a living is a little. Scary. So, I mean, I have protection, and I
0: and I have a concealed carry permit. So yeah, There <laughs> you go. You're covered. good. But really, I mean, don't piss off a carrying witch like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean,
1: things things happen, and I expect them to happen because not everyone is is positive. But I mean, right. it happens. It's going to happen. It could happen anywhere you go. This world is not perfect. You just have to know what's going to happen.
0: That's true.
2: All right. What do you say? Two more questions and then we get our reading? Cause sure. Sure. I'll try. Okay. So uh somebody had asked you if you believe in astral projection and have you done it? Yes,
1: I do. Um I believe cats are the best at it. <laughs> um and I've I've tried it and it worked. And then I like I was laying down and I was trying to get to that point And I felt my body shaking and you're supposed to pull yourself out of your body and kind of like turn around and look at yourself and then leave. But then I think I was trying so hard that it was at the point where I was starting to nap and then it like, you get that jump feeling and it scared the shit out of me. So I stopped, but yeah, that was the only time I've ever intentionally Mm
0: -hmm.
1: tried to do it. But I think that when you do that jump scare, everyone's astrally projecting because anytime that you meet up in your dreams with a loved one who has passed away, that is astral projection. You're meeting with them.
2: Um, Okay. Interesting. And then the other, the last question is, do you believe that we are not alone in this universe?
1: Absolutely. I would be a very arrogant human being if I thought that me and my low IQ, I was the only person out here in this universe. There's definitely more out there. And I don't believe in God. I believe in a higher power of some sort. I don't know what it is. Buddha, Allah, the spaghetti monster, whatever the hell's out there. There's definitely something bigger. It's definitely not me. Something is there. I don't know what, but I mean, I've seen a lot of strange, weird stuff. That's totally unexplainable. And if you read one of my blogs about the other dimensions and what transpired when I was flying, that alone was enough to rock my world completely that I can't explain it. There's got to be more out there. Yeah. Or the Anunnaki are like messing with
0: our heads like, big time. Interesting. Well, there's there's a, like a lot to unpack, I would say, Marina, I mean, you're definitely, you kind of encompass it all. And, and I can understand why people gravitate towards you. And, you know, they want to be your friend, and you're out there exploring. And it doesn't sound like you're just dead set on one thing. You sound like you, it, you are open to it changing and, and trying to understand all oh, that's around you. So kudos to you on that. I think Thank that's, you. that is awesome. So I know Didi was like, it was so cool. She's, She's like, oh my gosh, she does, she reads items, you know, and I, and I felt like Dee, Dee has the best stuff to bring. And I, I really racked my brain. This was hard because I, you know, I feel like, I think Dee Dee kind of explained it like the more maybe it was passed down, the better. So you could get some, yeah, good like the emotion. more energy printed on it, right? And then I suddenly yeah, like, really felt like, yeah, like I, I
1: just hope I don't disappoint you. I'm like a nervous wreck thinking, yeah. oh, my God, I'm on stage it's right now. Fine. This fine. Yeah.
0: This is casual. I'm just curious
2: to get anything. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, this is we're just open to hearing yeah. what people have to share. There is no expectation yeah. here. And yeah. this is just I think this is how you learn what everybody's out there doing in the community. We, you know, we don't always get to see all this cool stuff. And so it's yeah. like, what a perfect area to have you come in and just show us, yeah. just show us. I what just you- put
1: so much pressure on myself. I'm a total perfectionist and I'm like, I need to make this work.
0: <laughs> it will be just, it will be I,
1: awesome. I think it's going to be
2: fine because yeah. I I felt like it was uh, one of those things where we just like, we're talking on Haunted Hour and then it somehow came up and I saw it on your website. I literally had never thought about it before. Yeah. And I've had this photo for a while now and I know almost nothing. So it was like, just to show it to you and maybe oh, okay. one thing would be amazing, you know? So okay. I actually bought two women's. items because I couldn't decide.
1: <laughs> no, two is good. <laughs> I love doing psychometry and, and the hard part is I don't get to practice as much because people don't, I think people don't have old items. Like I've always wanted to move into one of those big, huge old houses with the attic filled with awesome stuff where I get to like put my hands on everything
0: and be like, yeah. oh my God, look at this. Oh, it just made me think of something. All right. You 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 do your reading. I'm gonna disappear for one second. I love it because you just actually, I can't even believe this would have been something I should have thought of and I didn't. And so I'm gonna go grab it. You guys do your thing. I'll be right back. Go for it. Okay.
2: All right. So I'm gonna show you both the items. They're from my family. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you that or not, but I just did. So that's okay. So I've got the photo, which I'll show you first. I
1: love her. Okay, so this may not be the name, but there may be a connection. Um, So the first thing I heard was Catherine. And I'm hearing the word suffragette. I gotta start writing stuff down.
2: I was excited to write it down too.
1: So you don't know who this is or anything no about i don't know who it is okay
2: is there something about san francisco mm. well maybe san francisco because why do you think san francisco i heard san francisco huh actually that could be really interesting
1: and i'm seeing you know those really cute gingerbread houses that were like almost like the winchester she had a really cool personality like strong almost like I'm starting to feel like she wasn't a suffragette, but she like made fun of them. <laughs> What's on her hat? It's really hard to see because we're in such small squares.
2: Um, I don't know. It looks like, uh, it looks like some kind of like maybe ribbons. Okay, rims, my... It almost looks like a oh. straw hat, but I don't know if it's a straw hat. And maybe like some kind of material like ribbons or. Beautiful picture. Beautiful picture.
1: She's really amazing.
0: It's a great picture.
1: Yeah, she like super vibrant. Very sassy. Like. have all this stuff flying at me it's is that your Mm great-grandmother I feel like there was wealth there Was she well known like in her community?
2: I don't really know.
1: There's a funny name that goes with her too. Like, you know how, when we're kids and we hear the name Fanny, we all go, something like that. but those houses, like the Winchester mansion, like those, like I'm seeing her um, get dressed up almost like how the people were dressed on the Titanic with the, the dresses that had the the dropped waist. and like the finger wave hair, like that kind of thing. Like for, like dressy. So she must have been something in society at some point. Was she married? Like at at that point? in like the
2: 20s yeah she was married at this point this was uh oh gosh um that looks like it was 1800s just based on like her
1: and she looks younger there yeah I, I'm getting like a Maggie or something. Not Margaret, Maggie. Does that make sense?
2: I don't know, because like I said, I don't know much about her. So I'm just trying to find out and I can go run it by my aunt because she knows a little bit more than I do. But I mean, I can tell you what I do know, but I didn't want to mess up. You know, yeah, I didn't want to That's all
1: I'm getting, but it sounds like she was like a sassy, vibrant like made like almost like she was way ahead of her time progressive um like she would have made fun of the suffragettes like she she was not for prohibition (laughs) she was and I'm hearing San Francisco with those gingerbread like pink houses like the Mm. pink and the green and the yellow
0: do you know what I mean
2: Mm -hmm. yeah That's interesting. Do you get anything, like, for her husband?
1: So I'm seeing a man who's heavier with one of those big hats with the um, the ribbon above the brim. And it's kind of like that straw with a big, thick, black mustache. Now, I don't know if this is the husband, but I'm seeing him as, like, a connection to her some way loud, very loud, and, like, smoking a cigar. And he seemed very, like, a politician. I'm trying, I know that there was someone in a movie that I'm trying to connect. Um, Maybe I'll think of it later. Um, And I think she liked him because he was boisterous and loud and fun and everybody gravitated to him like I think she was a fun quirky like she was fun like a dance like she was a dancer and she liked to stay out and she liked to have a good time cool She's my like my kind of girl <laughs> well she's my relative so (laughs) yeah
2: let's do it so what do you know uh well she was my grandmother i believe her name was mary and i do not know about any kind of wealth i know that she died she was like 26 maybe and her husband, right after she died, um, her husband went to America to get a job, and never came back. So, and nobody actually knows what happened to him. Still, to this day, Aww. and family has done a lot of research, and he just literally disappeared. Um, and so then, uh, and then my would have been my great aunt died when she was a baby, and then my grandfather's um, brother died on the ship that the Germans bombed and over in the atlantic he was in the irish navy um because it was all in ireland but i when you said san francisco i was like oh i wonder if my grandfather ended up in san francisco because that would have been during like everybody was going to san francisco during the 1800s mm-hmm. and 1900s so but wow. i don't, know. But I don't know if she was i i mean i don't know if they had money or not uh, certainly they no. <laughs> they were i mean when my mom came over with my uh grandfather, they didn't have much money. They were like, they, they back then when my mom came over, they still did this classes on the ship and she was the middle class. <laughs> so. so
0: was this the woman that is the hat
2: maker? No, that was my grandmother. That was a hat maker. Okay. Of these.
0: Okay. Oh, garden.
2: we had those.
0: I'd love those.
2: <laughs> I usually keep them hidden away in the drawer. Cause I'm afraid to break them. It's literally the only <laughs> thing I have. Right. My I mom like had those. That's awesome.
0: Well, that'll be interesting to hear if your aunt can confirm any of the information.
2: Yeah, that. yeah, definitely send me an email with all those like keywords and I'll run them by her and see if anything picks up and I'll let you know. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: I could even do some research on that if you want to send me what you have, because I, I do genealogy also because awesome. I love to find out, you know, what I hear and then connect the dots and find mm-hmm. out more.
0: Hey, let see where oh. that man went. Where did he go in America and never return?
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's,
0: that's interesting. I,
1: lo- I love watching Who Do You Think You Are. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I want to know what happened. That's right. He that's- left his wife and children. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Well, you you like as I said, I was struggling to think of something to get. And I don't know why I wouldn't have thought of these in the first place, because there's something that I completely love. But um, as soon as you talked about living in an old house and like finding old things, these are something that I actually have hanging on one of our doors um, in a living area. Um, (gasps) I love keys. So I don't know. I know some of the origins of this house and these belong to this house. So
1: So those go to the house that you're in right
0: now. Mm -hmm. Well, I assume. I have not found a door that goes with these, but... Don't assume,
1: Sarah. (laughs) Um, That's really interesting. Those are old. You live in an old house. Do you have a very small, small room in your house?
0: Um, Upstairs? Sure.
1: Did you find anything odd in there?
0: Not yet. I'm just going to look. How long did you live there? um, We moved in 2014. Don't ask me to do math. I cannot. Eight years? Nine years? (laughs) It was like February 2014, so... Um, I have found some odd things in this house. However, small room that it, not necessarily, but yes, there have been some odd things. I, have you
1: had odd happenings in your house? Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: I want to say that that was used as a disappointment room. Oh.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. I. I... <laughs> is it like big enough to be a disappointment room?
0: No, I'm big enough for who? There is a. It's not a room but there is a very weird closet but it's not a closet because it's it's would be a closet for a a little person i mean it's like it's it's got a weird it's it's got a weird um there's like a slant slanted ceiling so it's not even a closet like you don't walk in and you can't hang anything in it so um and there was a god now that you say that you know what there was something weird hung up on that door. Weird as in what? I almost want to say it was a crucifix. Now that I'm thinking about it.
2: Interesting.
1: And you haven't tried those keys? Or they just
0: in- I'll be honest with you. I mean, I don't know. Wh- there is a story to these. To mine, I mean, I nobody told us about these. I found these. I never
1: <laughs> wonder why. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I found these keys. Um, when we bought the house, we didn't move in right away. So I would take my kids to school, and then I would come to the empty house and just explore. I would just look at everything, and it's a very different house. I mean, it's an old house. We I, I never lived in a house like this before, so I would just explore and before we moved in, my husband had a dream Then an older woman handed him. He, I remember he woke up. He's like, this is so weird. This older woman handed me four skeleton keys. He's not really into this stuff. Never thought anything of it. A couple weeks into exploring the house, I'm down in a basement in a weird room in the basement. And there's these shelves and there's spiders <laughs> and... I just look at it on the shelves and these four keys, this is what they were tied on. And I found these four skeleton keys. So I don't know where they belong to. They're three short and one long. I I have no clue. So I just assume they belong to this house. Maybe they belong to some doors in the basement.
1: Not a place I would be (laughs) kidding. i i'm gonna say that 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 is a disappointment room
0: it is a room within a room in the basement, so very well but you know it the house is so old if they kept food down there you know I don't well, um, they. W- I mean, they would
1: need to get to the room to feed the person that was kept in the room. Oh, that's nice.
2: <gasps>
0: Maybe that's the person in my picture, Dee in the window, the woman.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm, that's that's a uh, kind of a creepy thing—a disappointment <laughs> room ghost.
0: <laughs> I'll ask her tonight. I will. I will reach out to her, and I will. I will ask her. I yeah. just, we love these keys. I just, I felt like since they were dreamed about and for some yeah, say like huge. four, well, yeah, like four,
1: someone's trying to give you a message. If you're dreaming about the keys, if you're,
0: I mean, that's I, a, uh, like, I said, I, I remember I found them. I took a picture and I went, you are not going to believe what I found. Like how, and the thing is it's four and they were strung together on this little piece of twine. So it's like, Why would you specifically dream of four? And I find four tied together. It's a message.
1: That's, I mean, in dream analysis, a message is when something is accurate. That's, I mean, that's also an ability. You're, it's like precognition. Yeah. It's going to mean something because they want you to look into what's, what you're being told.
0: Right. You know how old the house is it so these houses when they were built um they went up in a couple of years so i believe the completion was 1927 but it probably started in like 1924 25 because these houses are now of course i have word loss, but they were built one floor at a time so there's no frame to this house it was built basement and then they go to the first floor and then the second floor the third floor and then they're it's complete so it's it's an old house and so on this street every other house is original to this neighborhood so yeah, they probably owned they a little bit use, of land. Like,
1: they didn't even use, like, insulation or anything. They used newspapers and tin cans and... Yeah.
0: We have found newspapers, like, when we've taken out old bathtubs from the house, they've been 1927 papers what? that they lined the bathtub. It's interesting to yeah. see. So I don't know. I mean, they maybe these don't really hold much, but they're loved now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I hang them on a door so everybody can see them, so...
1: You'd be surprised how many people would kill for keys like that.
0: I mean, but you can order them on Amazon, by the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they won't be authentic, but you can order them there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would be, I, I'm very curious. I will have to reach out and, uh, and for I sure. The history
1: of the place or like, you know, who owned it prior and.
0: Hmm. No, I know who, I know who the house was built for. I, we had, you know, we, we've got some information on it, but. Um, I don't know, as uh, D Hoot said, good things the spirits run from me. So maybe that's <laughs> maybe, Michael, I know, I think it could be the girl in the bathroom window, right? Maybe she's part of this little story. These are how these things kind of come together, right? We we start to meet people and piece things together and right. then it kind of snaps and you're like, oh, yeah. there we go. There we go. So, Maureen, how does everybody get in touch with you?
1: Um. My, you could text or call me at 570-880-0480. You can find me at my website at www.alilwitchy i
2: Which is I'm awesome. on
1: Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. <laughs> so if they look
0: up a little witchy, they'll little find witchy. you. They'll yeah, find it's, you.
1: it's not little, it's lil. Um, and I do have an announcement to make, which, um, it kind of just happened at the same time that you all asked me to be on your show, which thank you so much. I'm, I'm really grateful. It was a pleasure talking to you both. Um, I was asked if, it's actually a really huge honor. I was asked to be, um, a host of a radio show And it's going to be called The Witching Hour. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. That's going to be starting very soon. And um, I was at a birthday party that I was reading cards for. And um, I had a really amazing time. And one of the guests there asked if I would partake in his radio station. So this is really big news and I'm really excited and I'll get to choose my guests and I'll get to choose what topics and it's amazing. It's really been an amazing journey and I'm super blessed and I have had (laughs) so much fun doing what I'm doing. And thank you so much, Sam. Um, Thank you guys for having me
0: on. Oh my and- gosh! Well, we'll just yeah. to- thanks for doing the reading too. I know awesome. how awesome and congratulations mm-hmm. on your radio show. And I think with that, it is March, women, and we know what that means. It's Women's Month. So is seriously, here here's <laughs> yeah, here's to strong women. May we know them. May we be them. And may we raise them. So to all you wonderful women out there, we support you and. Maureen, thank you so much for your time and your stories. You've got an incredible journey that you've outlined for us. And I look forward to hearing more about your radio show. I hope you you share that on your... I know I follow you on Instagram, so I'll have to go on and, you so and follow much. you on the other uh, social media platforms. I hope you share your journey of your radio show. We will be supporting you. The Blondes yep. have your back. And uh, you guys, so don't forget, next Wednesday we will be regular time, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern live. Um, And then starting March 14th is when we will be going Monday nights. So we will get you guys information so you know where to find us and how to do this. Um, But there will be a little shift in days. Just keep your eyes open for those announcements. And like always, guys, thank you so much for participating on this. It was going crazy there for a while. We had lots Maureen, you, you brought a lot of your friends. They are all here supporting you. And we'd love to see that. That is awesome. I love
1: them very much. Yeah, and and Gigi, to the Irish ladies, Slansha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. That's right. And, and, you know, St. Patrick's Day. We, we don't want to. I just want to make sure to all my ladies out there, you know, you're loved and you're supported on this month of March, but really 12 months out of the year, right? We got oh, you back. Yeah. So awesome, guys. So we will see you next Wednesday live at 7. And uh, till then, keep your eyes open.